Good evening, once again, partners, and welcome to our Tuesday evening prayer class. Our leader, our worship leader, will be joining us now to lead us in praise and worship. Thank you, Elder, for gracing us with praise to the Lord. Good evening, saints, brothers and sisters. It's such an honor and a privilege to be here with you all again tonight. Uh, I don't know about you, but I know I need the Lord every minute, every second of the day, <laughs> or else <laughs> God knows where I would be. So I want to sing this song. You all can join in with me. I need the every hour. Most gracious Lord, no tender voice like thine can peace the I need thee, oh, I need thee. Hallelujah. Praise Him wherever you are. Hallelujah. Thank yes, you, God. God, so much. Hallelujah. We need Him. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Sister Erica. Thank you, Paula. Thank you, each and every one of you who are tuning in uh, at this time for our Thursday night prayer and meditation gathering. What's a, such an appropriate entrance into our time of gathering tonight by making the declaration that we need thee every hour we need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I've come to worship thee. It is very important we understand the significance that prayer ought to play in the building or the makeup of our lives. And today I want to cover and I want us to discover together uh, some components pertaining to prayer, uh, concerning, pertaining, pertaining to the Lord's Prayer, pertaining to how we should pray. And I'm going to appropriately call this teaching tonight, before we actually get into the prayer ourselves, the power of prayer. The power of prayer. If you have your Bibles, we want you to have that close. Uh, certainly, I also want you to be able to have some uh, something to take notes with. Why? Because everything I'm teaching you in this season is going to be geared and focused towards building you to for your better life experience. And if we're going to do that, we got to all come to the realization. I said it before, I'll say it again. You're not a human being. You're a spiritual being having a human experience. And if that be the case, if one of the only ways, and we find this recorded in the book of John, that the way to truly worship the Lord is in spirit and in truth, then the way we connect <coughs> excuse me, to the Father is we connect to our Daddy in spirit. Which means that there is the process of prayer that not only brings us into proper alignment, but it allows a more meaningful understanding and toleration of our current existence. What are you saying here, Pastor? I'm saying to each and every one of you under the sound of my voice that prayer is much more than you speaking out a few words based upon a request of your heart and then walking away uh, just thanking him for him doing it. No, prayer is more like being a lamp plugged into a light, uh, a power source that gives that lamp illumination. You are that lamp. And the illumination is the power you possess. It is the ability that is upon you to operate in a greater and grander way as far as it goes with your life experience. And I'm telling you, when we understand, and I've been studying this, I've been researching this, I've been looking very intently at this, because statistically I've found, and you want to write this down, that a survey was uh, done based upon uh, individuals praying. Uh, and the survey was based upon the concept or the precept of how many individuals truly pray. Now, this is a very open uh, survey, all right, very open, which means that no one was holding back. There was true honesty here. And this survey that was uh, completed, come to find out that, get this, and you'll be shocked by the results. Over 68% of Christians do not pray. 
And when I say prayer, I'm talking about having a time of prayer and meditation. And those are, there's two different things. Now, it has been said that when we pray, we talk to God. When we meditate, God talks back to us. But the two of these things, uh, components rather, need to be a part of the believer's life. Which means if you don't take a time to meditate, then I don't care if you ask the Lord for a thousand things. I don't, it doesn't matter whether you ask the Lord for a hundred thousand things. It is that those times of meditation that literally are, uh, brings us back into understanding the wisdom of God. Where, whereby Holy Spirit is able to speak to us, able to lead us. And guess what? Here's the thing that's very important to understand. The scriptures recorded that even, uh, when the scripture says in the Old Testament, in all of your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your path. When the scriptures declare that, that is a form of meditation. Acknowledging Him. Acknowledging Him. Recognizing Him. We also see this form of meditation that has been found in the model prayer. The model prayer in which Jesus taught the disciples when they asked Him, well, how should we pray? And Jesus prayed this prayer. And we're going to go over this tonight. But when Jesus began to exemplify what this prayer was, he was showing us how we ought to connect to heaven. And I'm saying to you, your life will be less stressful. Your life will be less frustrating. Things will be less overwhelming to you when you know how to connect in prayer and meditation. And so as I begin to look at this survey, that 68% of Christians that were surveyed do not pray. The next question becomes, why don't they? And you'll be again shocked by the answer. Are you ready for the answer? Many don't pray because they don't believe it works. Think about that. They don't truly believe it will make a difference. They don't truly believe things will change. Now, you might be saying, well, Pastor Blue, that's not me. I believe things will work. I believe things will happen. I believe things will change. And I tell you, take this litmus test for one moment. Think about the last time you had a splitting headache. Last time there was a presence maybe upon you. Were you so quick to reach for the medication or the over-the-counter over the drugs? Or did you for a moment say, let me pray and let me get into meditation where I can refocus the alignment of my being, where my body is subject to my spirit? Pain, you got to go away. See, oftentimes we don't talk a lot about this because in Western culture, prayer is not a, a celebrated or often uplifted thing. It's not in Western culture. In Eastern culture, we see the meditation. When you see different forms of yoga, different forms of this and uh, uh, that and uh, different uh, translations of historical books, you see that prayer was a chief focus of the lifestyle. Matter of fact, in Buddhist, in Buddhist uh, who take the time to pray, and, and again, this is not a discussion on who they're praying to. Uh, this is not that type of discussion. The discussion is the fact that uh, a prayer is becoming and has become a lost art among the believer because I'm firmly convinced that many times we don't know how to pray. And because of that, 
I had came face to face with the hard truth, even within my own life, and I asked myself the question, do I know how to pray? Certainly I know how to make a request before the Lord. Certainly I know how to ask uh, the Lord for anything, but do I actually really know how to pray and be in a place of meditation where God can speak back to me? And I'm here to tell you that when I begin to do study, when I begin to go even deeper, when I begin to really look at this thing from an objective view, not a subjective view, I begin to see that even there were times in my life that I was not praying. I was doing more complaining unto the Lord. And I thought it would be appropriate for us tonight to examine prayer because Thursday nights are nights that we have dedicated to coming together, to touching and agreeing, to be able to work on us, that we can be better for the next level. I'm telling you, if when you understand prayer, the way I'm going to show you, the way I'm going to teach you, and listen, this is not a one meeting all, you get it all today. This will be a shift in your paradigm or your thinking, which will transform how you pray and how you meditate. Because I don't matter how old you are or how young you are, we all need to come to the place where we can tap into the spirit realm, where our authority is, where our power is, where everything exists in totality that we then can change what happens in the natural realm. When I tell you how powerful you really are, I mean you are so powerful. The way God has created us is so amazing that none of us on this line, no matter where you're listening from, none of us should be at a place of feeling hopeless. None of us should be at a place where we cannot, we cannot ascertain uh, a better future or better existence. You know, I was uh, listening and, and doing some of my reading caused me to come across some Albert Einstein uh, writings. And, 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 and he was a brilliant man. He was a brilliant man, a brilliant man who began to look at time. And when he began to look at time, he began to talk about how time as we know it, and this is very important to understand when it comes to prayer and meditation. Uh, manifestation, rather. He says, time as we know it have often been looked at as being twofold. That's right, your past and your future. Your past would happen, your future uh, what's about to happen. But he began to see and study this uh, and really discover this in an amazing way and showed how time really is not twofold, it's threefold. There is what is called your past, there is your present, and there is called vertical time. Vertical time. There's your past, your present, or your future rather, and vertical time. Vertical time has to deal in your present, but it is different realities of your present, all happening at once. <clears throat> and according to this theory, there was Stephen Hawking, who was very known in science. All right, very known in science who begin to understand and pick up what Einstein left off and talked about what is called the choice theory. How we have the ability to choose our reality. Kind of like what I've been teaching you on the spiritual principle that you are the creators of your own experience. And listen to me, you might be saying, well, Pastor, I hear what you're saying, but how is that so? I didn't choose this, I didn't choose that, and I'm going to show you today how you did, because everything that you were, your old thoughts, your old decisions, your old behavior patterns, have all brought you to the current reality you live in right now.
And if you're struggling, if you're frustrated, if you're aggravated, if relationships didn't work, if your health is it's not what it should be, listen to me. This was what you chose. But according to the vertical time concept, we have the ability to choose a different reality. Now, here's, here's how we get to that place. Prayer and meditation. Matter of fact, when you do your study, and I'm currently studying right now the entire book of Isaiah as it relates to prayer, uh, there is a concept called the uh, Isaiah effect. And Isaiah dealt a lot with prayer and prophecy. Matter of fact, historically speaking, Isaiah in the Bible, this first Old Testament major prophet, is the first book that has been found totally intact. Totally intact. Matter of fact, the book of Isaiah is so important as it talks about the future of our time to come. And now again, the future of the time to come, that is positioned inside of a special a library that watch this at the event of a nuclear blast. The, 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 the uh, 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 platform that is holding this, this book of Isaiah or this uh, Isaiah uh, writing literally folds down into a platform in the ground that is encased inside of a, a very thick uh, concrete. That is so important that, that those who have made the decisions and historians and, and those are, who are of historical manner, that they have it so protected that even if there's a nuclear blast around or in or wherever it is, that document will survive. Why? Because of the power that is, has been revealed to Isaiah by what? His ability to tap into the spirit realm and see that which is to come. I'm here to tell you that when you begin to understand that the flesh that we have around us, the flesh that we are, that we, we are suited in, oftentimes can be your restriction, but is never supposed to be your limitation. You can be restricted according to the flesh, and all I'm saying is this, that your body at times will try to keep you from prayer. Let's be honest. How many of you, when it came time when you know you should be praying about something, that your flesh just felt like, I don't feel like praying right now. But Isaiah shows us from his example of how prayer and meditation can tap us into the spirit realm that can cause us to see future reality in our present. As Stephen Hawkins said, a choice, a choice concept. We can choose a different reality. And it's with that understanding that I want you to take an objective view, not a subjective view. Here's the difference. An objective view meaning that we view it objectively. We're not on this side or that side. We're viewing prayer objectively as one case, the ability to talk to heaven. To talk to God, our Father in heaven. That's what prayer is. Not subjectively, well, I was taught to pray this way, or I was taught to pray that way, or my parents, or Sunday school taught me, or the church I went to, the Baptist church, or the Pentecostal church, told us that if we ain't speaking in tongues in our prayer, then God is not listening. No, wait a minute. we got to take an objective view towards prayer. Because listen to me. I want you to hear me very carefully. When you tap into the power of prayer, your current reality will change. And the first thing you will run to, instead of uh, 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 people, or instead of drugs, or instead of other things, will be, I need to go meditate and pray. Because my answer, my direction, 
It's going to be revealed to me. And you ready? Meditation is not forever. Meditation doesn't take a long time. Remember, it's not about the time. It's about the quality, not the quantity. When you meditate before the Lord and you pray, you can give God a solid five minutes that is more powerful than five hours when you can tap into the Spirit. Now, I want you to hear me because this understanding of prayer uh, has me as a pastor, as a prince of the church, as a teacher of truth, this understanding of prayer has me not only rethinking how I operate in prayer, but longing for time to spend in prayer. Because there's such a, another experience I've been experiencing just spending time with the Lord. And you ready for it? There is also what has been edited out of the scriptures as we know it. The Bible as we know it around the 4th century. And everything I'm telling you is historical facts, everybody. I'm not giving you my opinion. I'm giving you according to proper and, and very thorough research on how you got power and there's power in prayer. And when we tell you to pray, when we come together and pray, there are things that are happening in the, in the spirit realm, in the heavenlies. That is so amazing that you'll never put your head down again hoping and wishing something different happens, you will go and you'll make it happen. Because you've got the authority. The Lord has put it on us. While you was waiting for something to come or somebody to come, God says, no, the power lies within you. You were made in my image after my likeness. And your ability to tap into the spirit realm is what's going to allow you to walk away with such power and authority that the current reality that you live in now starts to change. This is why manifestation is so important. And when I declare it's manifestation time, I mean you have the ability to choose your reality and manifest that which you want. So therefore, if you have been tuning in to this ministry and everything we've been teaching over the past 90 days, you already are, are understanding things differently. You're feeling things differently. You're realizing things differently. And I'm here to tell you, that what you thought prayer was, everything moving forward that I'm teaching you will challenge you from a subjective place. But hopefully you can receive it from an objective place. So as I shared with you, according to history, and I want you to hear me, according to history, when it came to prayer, when it comes to uh, really uh, uh, engaging uh, in the spirit realm, uh, think about this for one moment. The indigenous people, monks, uh, uh, all type of uh, spiritual persons, and oftentimes it's in Eastern culture, not Western culture, but Eastern culture, the Himalaya mountains and all this other stuff. Listen, they spend hours on end in prayer, and they do one thing inside of prayer that is so significant that, that we want to learn today, invocation. Prayer, the word invocation, and if you see that on any church program or any uh, uh, spiritual program, invocation simply means to evoke, to invoke. And listen to me, most of the time the reason why prayers aren't effective is when you're praying to God, you're praying from a place of fear. You're praying for something, from, in a place of fear versus praying in a way of invoking the emotions of feeling as if it's already here. It's already yours. Jesus taught a lot about that, but listen to me. A lot of what Jesus taught 
did not make his way inside of the King James Version that we have today. Am I saying the Bible is no good? No, I'm not saying that. Don't you dare think that. Don't even hear that. The devil is a liar. I am saying that a lot of what Jesus taught was not put inside of the Bible as we know it, but was certainly recorded. It was certainly uh, uh, documented. But for whatever reason, the Nicene Council under Constantine around the 4th century did not incorporate a lot of these teachings, which means that many times the reason why the average believer, and now listen to me, I said the average believer is suffering or struggling, even though they're in faith, is because they're trying to make a cake with half the recipe. Did you hear what I said? They're trying to create a masterpiece without all the instructions. And the only way to really take a full view, because the Word of God is important. Trust me, the Word of God is the best that we have at this point. But when you begin to go deeper, and I want to teach you this, I want to take you there on a deeper level. When you begin to understand why Jesus, why he taught the way he taught, what he said, which was so profound, and you begin to understand the edited versions of what he said, you begin to see why it is that all your life, your Christian life, you've been praying and praying and praying and crying and praying and crying and praying and crying, and and let's be honest, there has been no results. That's why 68% of Christians who have been uh, 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 in the survey surveyed have said they don't pray because they don't believe it works, or they don't. Now, that's not that they don't believe God. They believe God. They believe God is able. They believe God can do it. Many of you know God is able. You know God can do it. But listen, here's your issue. You question whether he'll do it for you. On a deeper level, we can be totally honest. You question on whether you deserve for him to do it for you. Nonsense. Do you deserve it? Are you kidding me? God loves you so much that he gave his only begotten son to give his life who loves you so much. Not for you to stay where you are in the struggle, but that you can experience a better life with a better experience that you create. So I've been, I've been challenged by Holy Spirit to look deeper. I've been challenged by Holy Spirit to go even deeper. And listen to me, every one of you, as you begin to unfold this understanding of prayer, I promise you, you're gonna, you're gonna, your prayer time is going to go to a whole another level. Why? Because you're going to understand the principle of invocation. The word invocation means to invoke, to stir up, invoke. What do we invoke? Emotions. We invoke our being. That when we go before the throne of God in heaven, the throne of grace as it's appropriately called, we're invoking the feeling of knowing that the Father that we're asking, not only does he want to do it for us, but he wants to bless us more than we be blessed. He wants us to walk in freedom more than we are bound. And when you get those feelings, when you learn how to tap into the spirit realm and how to bring your emotions and your feelings, which is byproducts of your heart, in alignment with your prayer, you will look up and what you thought was only five minutes now was a half an hour. And what you receive from it. Now, am I saying 
that because you haven't operated this way that God couldn't speak to you before? No, I'm not saying that. God can speak any way he wants. He can cause, if you're in Florida, and you, you would know this more if you're in Florida. I know we got people all across the country who's on this call, but if you're in Florida, you'll get this more. He can cause a, cause a little lizard to run past you with an audible voice to speak a word to you and run away. If he wanted to. Did not he cause the donkey to speak to Balaam? Come on here. God can do it any way he wants. So if you've prayed before and you received something from the Lord, well, fine, that's wonderful. Praise God, that's good. But listen to me. What happens if every time you go in prayer and meditation, you enter into a space that not only do you walk away with wisdom, not only do you walk away in truth, but you walk away with the confidence that your reality will be different than you have right now. Because you're making, watch this, according to what Einstein and Steve Hawkins have come to their discoveries, and there's no doubt about it, these are individuals who realize and recognize they had some insight that was God-given, that was not given to the average man. When they talk about the vertical time, remember, time has three components, your past, your present, and vertical time. I mean, your future. Your past, your future, and vertical time. Vertical time is what happens in your present. Different realities at once. And this is why when we go to Matthew 7 and 7, let's go there. Come on. Let's go there. Everything I've explained to you this point is why when Jesus, now remember, Matthew 7 and 7, who's speaking right now? Our Savior is speaking. Uh, the Son of God is speaking. And watch, listen, listen to what he's saying. Listen to what he's saying. Now, because uh, we don't have the full interpretation of it due to editing instead of the only text that many uh, Judeo-Christians have, the Bible, the only text we use. In Matthew 7 and 7, the scriptures recorded, and many of you might even know this by heart. What does it say? It says, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find, knock, and a door shall be opened unto you. I'm in verse 8 now. Do you see that? Do you see that? So in, in, in Matthew 7 and 7, what we're seeing here is we are literally seeing Jesus sharing with us the component and the ability, hear me carefully, to manifest in our lives. It's a simple prayer. That if you really understood it and knew what to do with it, in your prayer time, you'll walk away with even greater results. Because that's what it's all about, right? You can't be a part of the better life and stay where you are. If you're a part of the better life, then guess what? Your focus is always becoming better, building for better, learning better, you know, stepping into better, being better. No matter how good 2016 was, I do not want to repeat 2016. I'm looking for 2019. Why? Because in 2019, I'm going to have a better life experience than I had in 2018. You hear me? Then, then more than I had in 2016. My point is this. As you begin to evolve in your spirituality, the power you possess, the power you have, now you understand why Jesus said in Matthew, uh, 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 John 10 and 10, rather, excuse me, in John 10 and 10, why Jesus says, I come that you may have life and that life 
more abundantly. So look at this. In Matthew 7 and 7, Jesus is showing us the concept of manifestation. This asking is a form of prayer. It is a form of prayer. But this asking is not just a verbal request from the mind or the mouth. It is a declaration, a decree from the mind and the heart. This is, write this down, write it down, please. This is what it's called, heart-mind harmony. Heart-mind harmony. It's when we bring ourselves into alignment, our heart and our mind. Now, I don't want to get too deep on you, not yet, because we're going to unfold this, but listen to me. It has been discovered by scientists today that there is what is called uh, 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 your heart has a different brain system or thinking system or power system than even the mind has. That the electric magnetic waves that emulate from the heart is 5,000 times more powerful than that which comes from the mind. And this is why, listen to me carefully, when you go inside of a room or environment, and you, you let's say if there's somebody who in there got a problem with you or they don't, they, you ever go into an area and you just feel something is off? You're like, mm -mm, I don't like the way this feels in here. What's, what are you feeling? Your heart is picking up on the heart, uh, electric magnetic waves or the heart waves or the energy as it's called from other people in the room. And likewise, you can go inside of a room and you can feel the love of somebody that's so powerful that it almost moves you to tears. It makes you want to grab that person and hug on them and say, wow, I thank God for you. I love you. And da, da, da. You understand? It's the heart. It has nothing to do with lust or anything like that. It is the heart. See, your heart is so powerful that even the scripture says, guard your heart for all, with all diligence, for out of it flows the dealings of life. You see why when we pray and we bring ourselves into heart-mind harmony, when we pray, guess what happens? Now we tap into a realm in the spirit where not only can we ask and it's given, but instructions on what to do to receive it is often given back unto you. Are you ready for this? It don't take for you to study all that I've studied to get to this place of, of teaching you. It takes for you just to know it and do it. And once you know it, and you're able to bring yourself, and I'm going to teach you. I won't be able to teach it all tonight, but I'm going to teach you, because I see our time. Our time is running, running near. But I, I want to be able to teach you what this heart-brain harmony is all about, to help you become an even more spiritual being. That now when you live out your salvation, like Paul said in the New Testament, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And this fear is which means respect, not a cowardice. We're respecting carefulness, is what he said. Now we're able to respect the time we spend with the Father, that we tap into the throne of heaven. And guess what happens when we do that? Our prayer produces a manifestation power that is amazing. Now, let's go. Let's go into the Word of God. Now, I want you to turn. Turn in your Bibles to Matthew. We already was in 7-7. Let's go to Matthew 18-18. Matthew 18, 18. You know, and I feel led to do this today. I'm going to take maybe five minutes after I finish teaching this, uh, five minutes before we close out. And I'm going to open the floor for any questions. 
because I know what I'm teaching you today. It may be, uh, it's a, I, I know it's a confrontation to many of what you believed before, but let's be honest. Come on, let's be, if you can be honest, 100%, can you honestly say that every time you prayed, God answered the prayer immediately, and you walked away with the confidence that it was already done? Come on. Can you be honest? And if you are, guess what? You teach it next week. Because I'm the pastor, and I'm a man of God, and I know I live my life in alignment with the will of God, but I can, I can be one of the first ones to tell you that there's been times that I've walked away from prayer hoping he heard me. And I'm just being very transparent before you, hoping he heard me. And the way that I know he hears me is when, I know, when I've learned how to invoke this heart-brain harmony that now this coherence that happens upon this experience when I pray, I can give God a powerful five minutes that I feel, that I experience, that when I walk away, I not only know he's heard me, but I'm walking with the expectation that everything I ask for, I'm going to receive. Everything I seek after, I will find. And the door shall, that I knock on, it shall be open. This is what has not been taught to us traditionally. Because a lot of this, and I'm going to be, I'm going to tell you this, I'm not going to tell you in all the places or all the things I've studied, you've got, to, you've got to trust me as your man of God, but I will tell you this here, that this was not, uh, 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 I did not come to these discoveries only by studying the scriptures. I began to look at a lot of the indigenous writings and, and, and the, the historical understandings and the scientific understandings, and I begin to come away as Holy Spirit has been taking me back to school to understand a way of manifestation that makes all the sense of the world of what we're about to read in Matthew 18 and 18. Are you ready? Let's get ready to read Matthew, the 18th chapter, and the 18th verse. All right? And if you got any questions, write them down. I'm going to give you time to, to answer any questions that we can. But I need you to get this tonight. I need you to get this tonight. Because we're about to shift everything. There's about to be a paradigm shift that's going to change your experience in God. Your salvation is about to go to a whole nother level. Glory be to God. Oh, your love for Jesus is going to be so amazing that your, your life... It's going to be a living testimony without you even having to say anything. How many of you are ready for that type of experience? I don't even have to say that. I just show up and my life is testifying about the goodness of God and, and, and the power of Christ operating in my life. Are you ready for that type of experience? All right, let's, let's read what Matthew 18 and 18 says. You ready? Watch what the scripture says. In Matthew 18 and 18, it says, Very, very, I say unto you, Whatsoever, that means anything, you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Again, speaking about the prayer of manifestation, this simply means that the word binding means to restrict. It means to, uh, to hold back. Right? Anytime you bind something, you tie it up. Okay, we've been talking a lot about the Manifestation 5 list. I trust all of you have done it. 
I don't have everybody, like I've asked you, and listen, by virtue of the fact of you uh, uh, hearing what I'm teaching tonight, you know why the Lord told me to tell you, send me your Manifestation 5 list, because I need to pray over it. I need to lift it before the Lord. I need to lift this before the Lord and keep this before God. But listen to me. If you have not done your Manifestation 5 list, what is the Manifestation 5 list? Matter of fact, we're going to get ready to, to repost it on GroupMe right now. If you're on GroupMe, we're going to repost it on GroupMe. The Manifestation 5 list is a list of five things. It can be five or more, but primarily we call it Manifestation 5. It's five things that you are binding or restricting in your life. And on the other side, it's five things that you are loosing allowing or permitting in your life. And this is so important, beloved, because this list gives you the ability to track and measure what you're believing God for and the effectiveness of your prayers. Because guess what? If this was not the case for me to measure my prayers then why did Jesus tell me in Matthew 7 and 7 to ask and it shall be given? He would have just told me to ask, seek, and knock to the Lord. But the fact that it shall be given, I shall find, and the door shall be opened, meaning that there are results that can be measured. Your prayer life should, result, uh, should have uh, ending results that can be measured. And if you don't have this way of putting that in, in place, where you can look and know. See, that's how you build your faith. When I've been believing God for this and God opened the door for that, whoo, my faith is going to a whole other level. Faith to faith, glory to glory. Why? Because I know he did it before. He'll do it again. And the Manifestation 5 list is nothing more than a list to help you gauge and to recognize the results that come from your time of prayer. Because listen to me, prayer works. If prayer didn't work, it would not be uh, 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 taught on by Jesus Christ. He would have never practiced it himself. There was many times that among the disciples, he would leave everybody, go to himself, and talk to the Father in heaven to come back recharged to do even more. Prayer should be about recharging than it should be. Woo! I done prayed it. I done, I done cried myself out. No, it should be about recharging. I'm not saying you can't cry. I'm not saying you can't decree. I'm not saying you can't go forth. I am saying that when you walk away from prayer, there should be a resurgence inside of you. Now, because not only do I know God is going to do it, but guess what? I know that he's going to do it for me. So, the Matthew 18, 18, watch what the scripture says. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever you bind on earth, the word bind means to 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 uh, uh, to, to, to um, uh, help me on the spirit. Oh, the word bind simply means to uh, restrict. Whatever you restrict, that's what I'm looking for. I was about to say something else, but I'm looking for the word restrict. Uh, 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 whatever you bind, you restrict it out of your life. I bind up confusion. I bind up, you know. Uh, not enough, the spirit of, of poverty and, and just barely making it by. I bind up, you know, a frustration in, in, in this relationship or whatever, whatever that is, that's what you're binding. And then on the flip side, you can't bind without roofing. This is what I allow. This is what I permit. This is what I'm manifesting. That list is so important. And when you hear me referencing the Manifestation 5 list, now you know exactly what I mean. 
And if you have not done it, I challenge you to do it today. I challenge you to do it today. If you have not done it, do the list. Why should I do the list, Pastor? Because guess what? I promise you, if you listen to what I'm teaching you in this season, your life is not only going to change, but you're about to go to a whole nother level. A whole nother level of experience. Are you ready? Are you ready? All right. Let's go. So, so watch what it says here. Lastly, uh, verse number 19. Watch what scripture says here. Again, I say unto you, that if any two of you shall agree, now that agree is where we get the word harmony, as touching anything that they shall ask. The word touching meaning connecting. That simply means that whatever we are coming together, we got one focus, we're speaking in harmony, we're believing in harmony. Watch this. As touching anything they shall ask, ask, it shall be done of my Father which is in heaven. In essence, the results are going to be shown in your life. The results are going to be shown in your life. Now, I hope you're hearing me, and I mean this because I want you to grow in your relationship with Jesus. I want you to to be even greater than you've ever been. I want the, your, your, your life to be a better life experience because now, watch this here, you trusting in the Lord and leaning not into your own understanding, but you are uh, acknowledging him. You're, you're following his principles, his teachings, and I'm going to show you his teachings. I'm going to show you how this operates, how this flows and goes, and I can guarantee you a result will be made different in your life. Now, listen to me, guys. Uh, uh, the Word of God is still the foundation. Make no mistake about it. I'm just saying to you, if you had an abridged version of something or the original version of something, would you not agree that the original version, the original recipe, is where the power is? Even if you take out the sugar and you put Splenda. I know I got some cooks on the line and people understand what I'm saying. You can put Splenda in. Splenda is sweet. But it won't give that, 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 uh, 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 peach cobbler. Come on here. The oomph that it would have had if you used the original ingredient of sugar. And I'm just saying to you that what we have today in the Holy Scriptures is an edited version of a lot of what Jesus has spoken. There's a reason why Jesus' life, and let me say this because I want you to get this. Think about it. Up until we don't have, outside of 12 years old, we don't have anything about Jesus' life written in the scriptures except when he turns 33 getting ready to start his ministry. We don't have, I don't know, 30 years old rather, and then, you know, 33 for three years of ministry. We don't have anything else. Why do we only have three years? Jesus, who is the Son of God, the most important figure in the history of mankind. And you here to tell me that we only have the recording of him when he was 12, lost in his temple when he told his mama, i got to be about my father's business, and the only time we hear again from him is at 30 years old to start his ministry? What are you saying? I'm saying that the, right, the life of Jesus is not hidden. It's written about. We just don't have it inside of our edited version, which we've, we've received after the 4th century. And that to me says, okay, all right, I understand that. 
But if Jesus had something to say, if there was something that he meant, then we should be able to follow his instructions and see the results that he said we should see. And again, if I take a consensus right now today and I ask you, according to Matthew 7 and 7, asking it shall be given, seeking you shall find, knocking the door shall be open. How many of you have done that only not to see what you, what Jesus has, has said you should be seeing? And if that's not the case, if you're not seeing it, two things are, are going on here. Either what he said was incorrect, which we know that not to be the case. Or maybe there's something we're not doing or we're not understanding. And that has been the insatiable urge that has caused me to study intently to bring us to this place of awareness. So I'm going to close right here. And we're going to pick up again on next week. I'm going to open the floor for any questions. Any of you got any questions? We're going to pick up on next week. But we're going to be looking at different types of prayers that Jesus taught in the scriptures, and what was their result. Why? Because if Jesus taught us a way to pray, and he said these will be your results, is it not only fair for us to expect those same results that he said we should be able to see? And listen to me. This is not against anybody. I went to school for theology. I, w I studied this. Degrees in this. So you can only imagine when I begin to understand uh, this, and Holy Spirit had to, had to open my understanding as the Spirit of God says, it's the Spirit that teaches us in all things. Holy Spirit began to un open my understanding and take me here and take me there, which caused me to even feel silly for all the hard work I did according to a way that has been vastly ineffective for the majority of people. And I know for some of you this may be a hard reality, but I want you to hear me. There's a power that we have access to as children of the Most High, as children of God. There is a creative ability that exists within you. That if you're not taught it now, when will you ever learn it? And if you continue to follow the religious traditions of yesterday, how can you ever see a better tomorrow? With that said, I'm going to pause right here for the cause. I want to give you, I ask all of you to give me just five minutes to entertain any questions, any, um, any questions about what I've taught today. And we're going to pray ourselves out. We're going to pray ourselves out. But I'm going to be, uh, if there's any questions, unmute your line by pressing star six. State your name, where you're calling from. And, um, uh, Let's discuss this. Let's talk about it. Uh, because I, I want you to see the results that the scriptures promise to the believer. And I trust me, I know they work. I know it with absolute certainty. But I haven't had the time I have now in prayer and meditation until I learn this heart-brain harmony. And this heart-brain harmony, this new level of coherence, is what calls me to, to have this quality meditation time that is positioning me for manifestation experience. That's why my list is so important. That's why your list is so important. Any questions? Press star five. Come on. Any questions?
I'm still here. Come on, I'm going to give you a moment. Don't be afraid. Don't be, and if you are shy, go ahead and, and reach out to me on GroupMe with your question. Privately on GroupMe. Don't put it in the group. Because if you put it in the group of GroupMe, everybody sees it. But reach out to me privately on GroupMe. If you got any questions you want to ask, and uh, you don't want to make it known that you're asking, doesn't matter. I just want to help you. It's time for us to go to another level in the Lord. Time for us to go to a whole other level. And I'm ready for it. I'm willing for it. It's, it's an exciting journey. It's an exciting journey. And I mean this. But I want you to see results. Any questions? All right. Okay. Well, if there's no other questions, we're about to pray. And if you have any other questions, you can email, email them to me as we're off the line at PastorALBlue at gmail.com. That's PastorALBlue at gmail.com. Email me the questions if you have any, and uh, I'm going to do my best to answer those, and we're going from there. All right? Uh-oh, got somebody coming in. Yes, go ahead. Hold on, you sound a little bit muffled. Uh, speaking to the phone, if you got it on, on, on speaker, take it off the speaker so we can hear you. Okay, can you hear me? Yes, you're much better now. Yes. Thank you for your, your feedback, and certainly uh, we only hope, Pastor Shell and I, that we are uh, not only teaching you in the way, because we will be held accountable for everything we teach you and how we lead you. And I want the Lord to say to me, because uh, I can only speak for me, I can't speak for Pastor Shell, uh, because it's the personal, uh, 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 you know, I want him to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And I'm sure he'll say the same thing to her as we do this together. Enter the joints of the Lord because we are committed to teaching you truth that you can walk in the authority that God has promised you. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for your feedback. I appreciate that. Hallelujah. All right. Well, listen, guys, everyone, we're going to get ready to pray in these last uh, a few moments. And uh, we're going to pray ourselves out. But this is what I want you to do before we pray ourselves out. Uh, I want you uh, to, um, um, oh, we're going to make available this teaching so you can hear it again and hear it again. But more importantly, if there's uh, any questions, please uh, ask them. You can answer those questions and kind of go on from there um, as we uh, see the Lord move on your behalf, as we see the Lord move on our behalf. Your manifestation five list, if you haven't gotten it to me, I ask you again, to get it over to me. If you have not done it, then guess what? You cannot get upset if there's no manifestation that comes your way. Because I believe the Lord will respond to that which we are requesting. We're asking by faith and we're doing it His way. And that's all I'm committed to do is making sure that we are learning the way of God. The way of God, which oftentimes, let's just be honest, goes against the religious tradition of what we've been taught. 
I'll be the first one to tell you that. Nothing of what I'm doing in ministry today was what I learned in school or what I was taught growing up in the traditional church. Nothing. But guess what? I am now more confident in my relationship with God today than I've ever been. And that's only because I begin to be open objectively to the things of God, not subjectively. So, with that said, uh, this is what we're going to do. We're going to pray over your list. That's what I feel led to do today. We're going to pray over your list. So get your list in your face. Uh, which means that if you got it somewhere handy, if you got it on a digital device, pull that list up. Okay? All right, we're going to pray over that list. And we're going to close out with this. And as we close out with prayer, I'll say this to get it out the line, I'll get out the way. Uh, those of you who are, or would like to be a blessing to the ministry in every uh, time, and I mean this, set yourself to be able to be a giver every time uh, we come together. Why? Because you never come in the presence of a king without a gift. And what that means is this. You know, I want you to always do your very best. Now you've got something to believe God for. Lord, I, I want every time, you know, I receive the word to be able to sow a seed of gratitude, a covenant connector to me that will cause me to be able to be connected to the blessings and the covenants in which you have uh, called uh, for me to experience. Every time you can do that. That's why you can do that. But guess what? Prepare yourself for it. And when I say prepare yourself, prepare your heart. It's not about the amount. Well, Pastor, no, because guess what? We all can give something. Let me say this to you. The Holy Spirit spoke to me the other day. And he spoke to me, and I will share this, and I'll say this before we pray. Um, I, was walking, I was walking down the street, and I, 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 this third time it happened today. And I, I looked down, and I saw a penny. And guess what I did when I saw that penny? I bent down and I picked it up, and I teach my children this like I live by it as well. I said, thank you, God, for money increase. And what the Holy Spirit began to share with me is how many people is praying to him for money, praying to the Father for money. Oh, God, if you just give me some money, Lord, I need the resources for this or that. But you will walk over a penny as if it's not money. Now, you might be saying, well, it's not a lot, Pastor. And I'm telling you, if, if you can't be grateful over the manifestation of just that penny, then you will truly not be grateful over the manifestation of what you're asking for. Why? Because just that penny, just that penny is God opening the door for you. And it's the reason why you saw it and nobody else saw it who is walking many times before it. Or if they saw it, they walk right over it. So I pick up every penny. Every penny I pick it up. Why? Because that's my increase. And I thank God for that. Like I was thinking for a dollar. Like I was thinking for ten. Like I was thinking for a thousand. Like I was thinking for a hundred thousand. Like I was thinking for a million. Like I was thinking for ten million. A hundred million. Three hundred million. Five hundred million. I'll do it all. So I want to encourage you today. Keep that in the back of your mind next time you walk over a penny. Have you been asking God for increase? And also be specific, because if you ask me for money, and I give you a quarter, I'm giving you money. you got to be specific. Oh, I need X amount, but my point is this. Be open to seeing all the good things that God is looking to do in our lives. Amen? All right, well, let's get ready to pray. Get your Manifestation 5 list in. Amen. I got, I got a list of those who have uh, 
sent uh, sent it to me, and I'm going to be praying over those even now. Put your hand on that list right now. Put your hand on that list. If you put your hand on that list, that's what I want you to do. I want you to pause for a moment. I want you to look at that list. Look at it. Everything on that list, look at it. And as you look at that list, I just want you to develop a spirit of gratitude. Come on, invoke invoke your emotions. Develop a spirit of gratitude right now for that list. That everything you wrote down, you're thanking the Lord, because we've already asked him, but we're not praying for him to do it. But we're thanking him for doing it. Come on, the spirit of gratitude. How would you feel if line number one manifested in your life? How would you feel with the fact that you have it right now? How would you feel line number two? How would you feel as if it was here at this moment? What about line number four? Get that spirit of gratitude in your heart right now. Come on. Come on. As you get that inside of your heart, that gratitude, smile if you have to. Put a smile on your face. That's why invoke your emotions. Invoke your emotions. Come on, get the feeling. Be grateful unto God. God, thank you. It don't matter if tears come down your eyes, if you if if you gotta let out a, a loud thank you, Jesus. Ah whatever it is, get the feeling in your heart. Come on, feel it. As you get that feeling inside of your heart. I'm gonna pray and we're gonna touch and agree according to Matthew eighteen nineteen. We're about to touch and agree. And as we touch and agree we're going to believe God together. Come on. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come right now with our spirits high, thanking you, O oh God, for the blessing and the manifestation of everything we see before us. That these five or more things, we give you praise, O oh God, that, Lord, it's already done. We thank you it's here. We thank you for allowing us to experience this as a result of that line. Thank you for allowing us to experience that as a result of this line. O oh God, we give you praise. How, Lord, you have... Give it us what we've asked for. God, have, as you have allowed us to partake in what we have been petitioning you for, thank you for allowing us to believe what we've been submitting before you. You're such a good, good God. And Lord, everything you promised, you are able to perform. Thank you, Father, for performing it in us. Thank you for performing it in us. Thank you right now, oh God. Oh God, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus, that our lives are living testimonies. Because look what you have done. 
Thank you for how this is going to bless our children. Thank you for how it's going to bless our future generations. How it's going to bless the kingdom, your kingdom, through this ministry. God, we thank you. God, we thank you. We thank you for this new reality. We thank you for this new experience. And we thank you that the power of this prayer, according to Matthew 7 and 8, is now being experienced. We ask and it's given. We're seeking and it's found. Our hands on that door right now knocking. And Lord, you have opened it for us. Thank you right now for having your way. In the mighty name of Jesus, we declare it to be so right now. And we give you praise. We see ourselves testifying about look what the Lord has done. He's did it for us. He's done it for us. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, that our lives will be the shining light to someone's darkness. That they too can be found because of what you're doing in us. Oh God, we bless you for it. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Take a moment. Just stay there for a moment. To yourself, just give them personal praise. Give them personal praise. Come on, personal praise. Personal praise. Ah, God, thank you. If you need to speak in tongues, if you know how to if you know, uh, speak in the Spirit, go ahead. That's fine. That's fine. Personal praise. Personal praise. Oh, God. Oh, God. Rane de bako rabate shiba tatarama. Iba ba shokoto sha. Dadarabate kiramata. Oh God, thank you. Thank you now. In Jesus' name. 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 In Jesus' name, God, we thank you today. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. The Hebrew for so shall it be is la alam amen amen. La alam amen amen. It's already done. So shall it be. All right, saints of God, that's our time. We're over our time. Thank you so much for joining in with us. Listen, you don't want to miss next week. Next week, I'm going to take you, I'm going to take you through the model prayer of Jesus. And I'm going to show you how, how to start making your way towards this heart-brain uh, 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 harmony. Heart-brain harmony. How to bring it into oneness. And I'm going to show you an exercise next week that you can apply to your life personally. Don't miss it. Be back. Invite a guest. Invite a guest. 
as we pray together for the things of God, all right? God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great day. You have been listening to Building the Better Life with Dr. Adrian L. Blue, produced by Adrian L. Blue Enterprises Incorporated. We trust that you've been blessed by the teachings of this ministry. Please let us know by sharing your thoughts with Dr. Blue at pastoralblue at gmail.com. For more information and to download today's broadcast, please visit www.betterlifeseeker.com. Just click the tab that says More, then Shop. Thank you for spending time with the ministry to discover cutting-edge strategies that will inspire you to go higher. If you'd like to give a donation to support the ministry, you can. Text the amount to 407-456-7300. That's 407-756-7300. Or go to www.betterlifeseeker.com and click the Donate Now tab. Every gift is a blessing for better. We bless you, we love you, and we'll see you again next time on Building the Better Life.